Hey everybody, welcome into the We Know Fantasy NASCAR podcast, episode five. It's Phoenix Raceway weekend. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. And we are going to break down the United Rentals Work United 500. With me again, as always, is my co-host Devin. How are you today, Devin? I'm doing well. Good. So once again, we are going to talk a little bit about last week's race at Las Vegas, the Pennzoil 400. Preview this week's race, talk a little betting, and and uh, do some one and done and all that good stuff. So before we get started, Devin, go ahead and give the folks your social media. You can find me on Twitter at dbrocious13. And you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. Follow We Know Fantasy at We Know Fantasy. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also visit WeKnowFantasy.com. Nate has been working hard on his golf content lately, so there's plenty of that on there. Um, Any other sports? uh, We have some football stuff from the Combine coming up, I'm sure. Uh, I know Nate does a lot of rookie breakdowns before the Dynasty draft starts, so... Uh, look forward to some of that stuff as well. So we'll go ahead and talk NASCAR here, jump into the recap of the Pennzoil 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway last weekend. And before we even talk about the race, uh, some big news came down on Saturday morning, I guess it was, it happened on Friday, that Chase Elliott, NASCAR's most popular driver, is going to miss multiple weeks after breaking his leg in a snowboarding accident. More news later this week confirmed that he'll be out for approximately six weeks. And in the meantime, Josh Berry will be filling in for Chase Elliott. He filled in last week at Las Vegas as well, finished 29th, two laps down. So we get the news. Josh Berry, he's going to race the ovals for the next six weeks. Jordan Taylor going to run at Coda on the road course If you're not familiar with Jordan Taylor, he is a sports car guy. He runs the 24 Hours of Daytona. Their team uh, typically wins or does really well in the 24 Hours of Daytona. So he'll get a shot at NASCAR. So, Devin, just your general thoughts on the whole situation. Chase Elliott breaking his leg, the whole Josh Berry thing, lots of stuff going on here. Yeah, I guess when I heard the news, I was a little surprised that it obviously had happened. It was an accident. Um, I am on the side of the people that say that the drivers need to go out and live their lives. Like, I don't have an issue with Chase Elliott snowboarding. That doesn't bother me. But obviously, for the business side of NASCAR, it's probably not the best. But um, I was pretty excited to see Josh Berry get a chance because obviously... Uh, we know, like, Josh Berry, he's, a, like, an older guy, com- like, relative to the people that are in the Xfinity series, who Junior gave a shot a couple years ago. We actually saw his first win at Martinsville a couple mm-hmm. years ago, so that was pretty exciting. But um, I like Josh Berry, so um, I thought it was good that he was getting a shot to see what he could do in the nine car. Obviously, he didn't do super well this weekend compared to his teammates who finished one, two, three, but um, I thought it was good. Yeah. Obviously this was Josh Berry's first ever experience in a next gen car. He was thrown in at, I mean, not necessarily the last minute he did get to practice the car. He did get to qualify the car, but going into, you know, 
the weekend in Las Vegas, he didn't know that he was going to be right. driving that car. So, yeah, definitely did, you know, not a great job, but he filled in fine. And he's going to get a shot now to prove his worth. He, like you mentioned, he's a little bit later in his career. He raced late models for Dale Jr., for quite a few years and was very good at that finally got the funding and the chance to run Xfinity cars for junior. And now he's getting a chance to get a shot on the cup side. I agree. I like Josh Berry. I think it'll be fun to watch to see what he can do in this nine car. Just your thoughts. Um, who of anybody out there would you have wanted to see get this nine car? I know there were rumors during the week, mostly, fan uh rumors that Corey LaJoy could have potentially see time in the nine car but that didn't come to fruition um he's he's somebody that I wouldn't have minded seeing but what are your thoughts there yeah I don't I didn't really have anyone in mind uh Corey LaJoy would have been interesting to see just to see what he would do in a um a funded like a better funded ride would be interesting uh when I heard that I did not think it was possible just because Corey LaJoy already has a full-time cup ride. There's sponsorships to worry about. There's different team dynamics. I just didn't think that they would bring anyone in from that already has a full-time cup ride, which Corey LaJoy pretty much confirmed that that wasn't even an option. But did you have anyone else in mind besides Corey LaJoy? No. I mean, I thought that potentially just an all-guyer would get a shot. Um, I, I know they probably wouldn't have gone to Brandon Jones. He's a little bit on the younger side. Um, just, you know, relatively, I the first people that come to mind are the people that race in the Xfinity Series for Dale Jr. Right. They are usually the guys that get the call to fill in. You know, last year Noah Gregson filled in when Alex Bowman got his concussion late in the season. Yeah. So those were kind of the first guys you think of. So I kind of, I thought maybe they would go with Allgaier, but Josh Berry makes sense as well. And Josh Berry's window to become a Cup Series driver is still larger than Allgaier's. Allgaier kind of reaching the end of his career. He's probably not looking to advance into right. the Cup Series at this point, while somebody like Josh Berry maybe would want to do that at some point. Right, and... Junior also has Sam Mayer, who I think is a little young, too, to be in right. a cup ride. So, yep, absolutely. Barry makes the most sense. Yep. So, moving on to the finish of the race, uh, William Byron ends up winning the race, but thanks mostly in part to Eric Almarola at the end. So, uh, if you're watching the race, Eric Almarola spins not completely around, but enough to, you know, make the, the tires smoke and cause a caution. He did make a little bit of contact with the wall, but that spin really changed the dynamic of the race. Kyle Larson at that point, it was with like four or five laps to go. He was out to a decent sized lead. Nobody was going to catch him. Guys like Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, Ryan Blaney were all running inside the top 10. None of those three finished, finished inside the top 10. They all right. dropped out. You had surprise top 10s by guys like Austin Sindrick, Justin Haley, because they picked up spots on the restart. So looking at that Almirola incident, do you think that particular incident, do you think it warranted a caution? Were you happy to see that caution come out? Would you have rather seen uh, the race play out the way that it was kind of going to play out with Larson in the lead? 
I, one, I don't think the Almirola contact with the wall really warranted a caution. It did make a sort of boring race more exciting, obviously. A green-white checkered always makes things a little bit more exciting over time. I I rewatched the race to see the ending. Um, I don't, like I said, he he got loose and he hit the wall and he kept going. He didn't end up in the grass. He didn't end up hitting anyone else. So probably with more laps to go, that would not have been a caution. But I don't know. I think William Byron pretty much had the best car all day. So seeing William Byron win doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, the car that deserved to win won. Yeah. I think if Larson wins that race, then I think the second best car wins because right. he, he ran second a lot of the race to Byron. Right. So either way, one of one of the better cars of the day won the race. So that's always a good thing. I, you like to see guys that have good runs end up with the finishing uh, results that they des- that they deserve. But the thing that drives me the most insane about this incident is that that Almirola spin, if you want to call it that at the end, causes a caution to come out. And then on the last lap of the race, cars start actually crashing. Yeah. And, there was and no the caution. caution did not come out. I know. So it's like, I know I argued on here the other week about racing back to the line yeah, and how that makes for a good finish. Yeah. And maybe that's something NASCAR kind of thought, oh, well, this is happening so far back in the pack. The racers can get to the finish line. But, yeah. but if you're going to throw a ticky-tack caution on a guy that's barely even spinning out, yeah. and then you have cars actually making hard contact, laying debris down on the track, yeah, it's just like, why isn't that a caution then? Yeah. It's, it's just a consistency thing that kind of drives me insane. And then, you know, I I lost quite a few bets on that <laughs> on that caution also. Yeah. Um, if anybody followed along with my betting card, uh, Kyle Larson was on there as a winner. He ended up not winning, and William Byron did get the win. Um, and we lost something else. Oh, I had Martin Truex Jr. to win a group it was a, a four-car group it was mark truex jr alex bowman christopher bell and i can't remember the fourth guy yeah but i had truex to win that group and right before that caution came out for almirola truex had just passed alex bowman yeah and to get into like third place or something like third that or fourth, yeah. so that would have hit as well and then the caution comes out truex stays out on old tires and ends yeah. up dropping to the back and alex bowman ends up winning that group so that was more money that was lost uh because of that late late caution so maybe right. i'm just a little salty about that <laughs> Uh, But we mentioned it. William Byron earns the win at Las Vegas. He sweeps the stages, one stage one and two, and the race. That's three races this year, three Chevrolets, three different teams. So obviously they seem like the team to beat right now, don't you think? Right. Like Chevy, the the manufacturer to beat, I should say. Chevy's are it right now, yep. Yeah, nobody, it doesn't seem like anybody has anything for the Chevys right now. Looking ahead, though, Ford and Toyota, they're going to win eventually. Right. <laughs> what uh? What are your thoughts? Who wins first? What have you seen out of some of these guys that haven't won yet that, that makes you think a Ford or a Toyota may come out on top soon? I don't know. It's hard to say, but 
I was just thinking ahead to this weekend and is Phoenix, obviously Joey Logano won Phoenix last year to win the championship. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking, but there is obviously a different arrow package coming into this weekend. So that's going to play a role in maybe changing things up a little bit, but I don't know the Fords qualified well this weekend or last weekend, but did not perform well in the race. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. It's definitely going to be tough to pick one. The Fords are sort of favored this weekend, which we'll get to the odds in a bit here, but uh, they just don't seem to have very much speed. They didn't have it last weekend. And it's a little bit concerning, you know, guys like Logano and Blaney went out there last weekend, qualified in the front two rows and then just dropped straight to the back when the race started. It was right. like night and day for those guys. So, yeah, tough to say. Um, some people are saying Toyota, um, you know, has made improvements from last year. They haven't shown that yet if they have. So it's tough. Right now the Chevys look really good, and it's going to be tough to beat them. Um, this may be another another Chevy weekend because you think about some of the past champions recently – you said Logano, but before that, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, um, yeah. you know, uh, so so definitely an opportunity for those guys and for Team Hendrick again this weekend. Right. So with that, we'll go ahead and start previewing this weekend's race. I'll run through the track facts here real quick. The United Rentals, United Rentals Work United 500 is a 500-kilometer race, 312 laps around the one mile phoenix raceway in avondale arizona this is obviously a preview of the championship race they'll run here again in november to uh determine a champion of the nascar cup series phoenix has been run twice per season since 2005 and then once per season before that since 1989 Devin mentioned it a little bit earlier. We have a new short track package this weekend, a two-inch spoiler, which is cut down from four inches, and a modified diffuser, which I'm not going to get into the whole technical stuff on that. You can look it up on the internet if you want to know more about it. (laughs) Um, But a two-inch spoiler, modified diffuser. Recent winners at Phoenix – In the last six races over the last three seasons, Joey Logano has won twice. Chase Briscoe won here last spring. Then we had Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. We mentioned them earlier as uh, championship-winning drivers. Martin Truex Jr. also winning a spring race in that time as well. So over the last six, we've had five different winners. Active drivers with the most wins at Phoenix. Kevin Harvick nine times has found... Uh, victory lane at Phoenix. Pretty impressive numbers there. Other drivers with multiple wins, Joey Logano and Kyle Busch have won there three times apiece and Denny Hamlin twice. So the number one thing I want to talk about after looking at that is Kevin Harvick. Yep. Obviously a, a big advantage there, uh, nine victories over his career. He has finished in the top 10 in 19, straight races at Phoenix. So just incredible numbers from Kevin Harvick. I actually looked at this. He has not finished outside of the top 10 at Phoenix since he's been racing for Richard Childress racing no. or since he's Stuart been Hoffman. with, been with Richard Childress racing. 
since he's come to Stuart Haas, he hasn't, he's been in the top 10 every time. Did oh, I say okay. that backwards? I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I meant to say is the last time he finished outside the top 10, he was in the number 29 car for Richard yeah. Childress. Oh, okay. that so, makes more sense. yes, yeah. it has been a long time since Kevin Harvick has right. not finished in the top 10 at Phoenix. So, what are your thoughts here on Harvick this weekend? He's currently 10 to 1 yeah. to win the race. Uh, somebody with nine wins. Now, he hasn't won since 2018. So, yeah. what, are your, what do you think? I don't know. Kevin Harvick, I'm not sure if he has this next-gen car figured out. Obviously, he hasn't won since 2018. Um, but this is his last year. I hope to see Kevin Harvick in victory lane sometime this year. would hate to see him with those career numbers to go out in his last season and not get a win. But I don't know. Um, obviously though, last, the last few races last year, he still was in the top 10. So he has some sort of chance. Yeah. He's been able to hang around. I'm not sure what, well, I, I have seen his top 10 odds, which are the, the top of the field, Yeah, which is, it's, <laughs> Kind of interesting, you know, you have him, he's like the seventh or eighth highest odds to win the race, but he has the highest odds to win or to finish, finish in the top, the top 10. 10 yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see Harvick. I will say that I have put a little bit on him to win at mm -hmm. this point, um, just early in the week when the odds opened up. But uh, we're going to, I'm going to kind of let it ride for now and see where he ends up. 10 to 1 is pretty short. I don't know that I love taking it there. I did get him when he opened at 14 to 1. Okay. So he has moved a little bit since since the odds have opened. Yep. But yeah, Harvick, I'm interested to see. Like we said, the Fords have struggled. Um, the rest of Stuart Haas Racing has struggled besides Kevin Harvick early in the season here. Right, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how things play out for him and Stuart Haas Racing this weekend. So let's hit our best bets. This week, the favorites are stacked. <laughs> They're, uh, yeah. you know, typically you see four, maybe five guys at 10 to one and under, and then the rest are kind of in that middle range. This weekend, it's kind of flip-flopped a little bit. So we'll start with the outright favorite to win. That is last year's champion, Joey Logano, is eight to one. Brian Blaney, eight and a half to one. Kyle Larson, 9-1, to one. and then we've got Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick, all currently sitting at 10-1. to one. These odds are from Barstool Sportsbook. So, out of that nice big list of favorites, where are you looking at uh, as far as guys that you think could win this weekend? Yeah, it's an interesting list, I would say, but obviously one person that sticks out to me would be Ross Chastain currently leading the points, driving a Chevy and racing really well. So I would say out of all of those, Ross is looking good to me. Yeah. Ross, Ross may have had the third or fourth best car last weekend. Yep. Now coming to a place like Phoenix, uh, it's obviously a different track than auto clubs and the Las Vegas's that are out there, but, but definitely a chance there. I'm leaning at the same number towards Christopher Bell. The main reason that I'm looking here is shorter spoiler, um, the changes to the diffuser. It sounds like 
it's they're going to try to make the cars a little harder to drive. In that case, I'm looking at the dirt guys, guys that can handle their car well. Moving around. Yep, if if it's loose and and moving around. Also, another reason I like Bell here, um, he's one one point higher than Larson, so you're getting you're getting one extra yeah. unit per per unit that you bet on him. Uh, Larson being a dirt guy as well, but Christopher Bell actually was one of the few drivers that tested the right uh two inch spoiler package for nascar in the off season here at this track so if he learned anything from that test maybe he has a little bit of an advantage and can carry that into this race this weekend so christopher bell i am pretty high on in this range and i already mentioned harvick um i sprinkled a little bit there i would wait if if you don't have a bet on harvick yet i would wait because Kevin Harvick doesn't typically profile as a good qualifier. Right. He's usually better come race day. You look at some other guys like the Ryan Blaney's and the Austin Sindricks and the, you know, the guys that are fast in qualifying yeah. that then kind of can tend to fade in the race. Yep. Uh, Harvick's kind of the opposite. So if he has a bad qualifying effort, maybe his odds drop a little bit. Maybe you can get him for a little bit better number. Um, as far as guys that I'm not betting yep. in this range, it's Ryan Blaney. Yeah. <laughs> the 8.5 to 1 and the second best odds to win, like, I'd much rather have Larson than Blaney yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. like I don't know. He, he, Ryan Blaney may have had the best car last year in the championship race. He may have passed Joey Logano to win that race yeah. if Joey wasn't racing for a championship. championship yeah. But that was last year, and now here we are with a new aero package, new set of rules. Yep. I, I just don't see Ryan Blaney being a guy that I'm going to put any money on this weekend, yeah. especially at 8.5 to 1. Right. So move to the mid-range. There's only four guys in the mid-range this week, and those guys are Martin Truex Jr. at 11-1, to 1, William Byron 12-1, to 1, and Alex Bowman and Chase Briscoe at 20-1, to 1, Briscoe being last year's winner of this race. Right. Um, what are your thoughts here? Mm-hmm. Pretty slim, obviously. There's only four people to pick from. Right. But I would say Martin Truex Jr., obviously previous race winner at 11-1 to 1 is looking uh, good to me. Yeah, I like Truex. I, man, Briscoe, if Briscoe was up in like the 40 to one where he probably belongs on a normal week, I would definitely bet him. But at 20, I just don't think you can. Alex Bowman, he's had one good race at Phoenix and it was the year that he filled in for Dale Jr. with his concussion. Yeah. Since then, he's been average at best. I, I just don't like this group that much. I probably am going to sprinkle my long shot bets elsewhere right. in the long shots, probably. Um, so, so I'm probably stay away from these guys, but some of them have, you know, you know, true X, a past winner, like you mentioned yep. has potential, but, uh, but yeah, I don't love any of the people in this area. So let's move to the long shots and sitting at 25 to one is Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace and Daniel Suarez, 35 to one. Brad Keselowski and Ryan Priest are 40 to 1. Eric Almarola, Josh Berry, and Ty Gibbs are 50 to 1. 
Austin Cindric, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, 66 to 1. AJ Allmendinger, Chris Busher, 80 to 1. Noah Gregson, 100 to 1. Justin Haley, 150 to 1. Harrison Burton, 200 to 1. Corey LaJoy, 250 to 1. Michael McDowell, also 250 to 1. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 300 to 1. Zane Smith, 350 to 1. Ty Dillon, 750 to 1. Todd Gilliland, 1,000 to 1. BJ McLeod and Cody Ware, 1500 to 1. So, a lot of names here. Uh, pick your favorites. Ooh, um, I, I was looking at Tyler Reddick, but he's struggled a little bit since moving to 23-11. Obviously, he got a couple wins last year, but he was driving for a different team. He's definitely struggling a little, so I think I'm going to stay away from him for now. But I don't know. These, these are pretty long shots. <laughs> They're all, yeah, yeah, no one's definitely. really sticking out to me from here. Yeah, so so I did want to mention Reddick a little bit. Um, he does fit the mold of the dirt racing kind yeah. of guy. So if Comfortable right against the wall. Yep, so if you are leaning into that kind of strategy, then maybe he's somebody that you would take a look at. I'm on the fence. I want to see what he does in practice. I think if I can see him practice and if he has speed in practice, then maybe take a shot on him. Then his number may get a little lower in that case, but I still, I still would maybe wait to see it. And that's the main thing, right? Waiting to see it with Tyler Reddick. He's off to a slow start. He's on a new team. He's got racing for a new manufacturer. Um, I'm willing to wait until I can see it from Reddick before I start placing bets on him. Yeah. Other people, uh, Brad Keselowski uh, sticks out to me here. He has shown good results at Phoenix. Even last year in the RFK car, he ran pretty well. He's won at the track before, I believe. I think he has a a victory there before. So 40 to 1 for him, I really like. Ryan Priest is a little interesting. Once again, he's in that Stuart Haas equipment that doesn't necessarily perform that well. Yep. But this track really fits his style, short, flat track. Yep. You saw him lead at the Clash. He has run really well at New Hampshire in the past, which is a track that's sort of kind of similar to this. Yep. So Ryan Priest sticks out to me a bit there. Um, other guys, though... That's probably about it. Interesting fact, Corey LaJoy actually opened the week at 100 to 1. Hmm. The reason, I think, is because of the rumors that he could be in the 9 car. Yeah. So people uh, people were a little nervous on that. He's now up to 250 to 1. And I just want to bring up Ty Dillon as well. Okay. Um, bear with me here a little bit. Ty Dillon <laughs> was always one of the guys that I would use in the race pool just because he of the results that he was able to get in his time when in i guess you could say mediocre equipment right so ty dillon in his starts at phoenix and this is going back to 2016 in 2016 he actually raced for stort haas when tony stort was out of the car i forget uh 
there was something he like hurt himself in a sprint car crash or something yep. and was out. So going back to 2016, these are Ty Dillon's finishes at Phoenix. 15, 16, 11, 30, not great. <laughs> 19, 15, 20, 15, 21, 15th. So no matter what equipment he had been in there, he was almost a lock for a top 20. Right. He had a ton of top 20 finishes. Right. And the only issue here this this week and the reason that I said I just kind of want to give him a shout out, Spire, the number 77 car is just not good. No. <laughs> um, it's, it's not even good enough for Ty Dillon, who seems to have a good handle on Phoenix Raceway, to pull it into the top 20 this week. Right. Um, Spire's resources all go to the seven car. Yep. And it shows this year they are committed to having Corey Joy run better. Yeah. He's got three top 20 finishes to start the season. Right. So unfortunately for Ty, he has blown up twice this season. Yeah. Um, so it, it just seems like the money is not there. The, the team is not there. But Ty Dillon is a good race car driver at Phoenix. Unfortunately, this week, you just can't really pick him. So, I mean, that's pretty much the the things I wanted to hit on, I guess. Yep. Bubba Wallace at 35. Don't touch it. He is awful <laughs> at Phoenix. Absolutely terrible. Let me let me just pull up his his because uh, because I was even surprised when I saw his finishing uh, positions at I Phoenix. Interesting. Yeah, he let me see here. This is great listening. I know. Um, okay, so here's Bubba Wallace. We'll go backwards from the championship race last year. Yeah. 22nd, 22nd, 39th, 16th, 15th, 19th, 25th, 22nd. Yeah. So, so he, any top 20s. He, had, he had a little streak there where he got some top 20s, but for the most part, outside of the top uh, 20. So he's not good. The, the flat tracks don't fit his style yeah. of racing. So definitely stay away there. Uh, anybody else that I want to definitely avoid? Um, probably not. I mean, Josh Berry, he's... I think you got to give him some time. Yeah, people are going to maybe think about him because he's in Hendrick equipment, but yeah. I, you, you got to let him... You got to let that go. I know 50 is a little tempting. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, I think, for me. Anybody else that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Well, then we'll go ahead and move into our one and done. I finally picked up my first win of the season last week. I had to use Ross Chastain to do it, and it wasn't very uh, – it wasn't as big of a big of a uh, gain as I had hoped to make. Yeah. Ross Chastain versus Corey LaJoy. Ross Chastain finishes 12th. Corey LaJoy finishes 20th. So I do cut the deficit to inside a race. I'm only 28 points behind now. Yep. But the ball is back in your court. You get first pick since you lost last week. Where are you going for yeah. uh, this weekend? Just uh, to let you and to let everybody at home know, 36 normal charters this week. Obviously, Josh Berry is in the nine for Chase Elliott. Mm -hmm. Zane Smith is going to be in the 38 car for front row this week, and that bumps Todd Gilliland to the 15 for Rick Ware Racing. So okay. uh, your pick for the race at Phoenix this week. Mm -hmm. You always sort of pick someone and really uh, shout them out. 
so I'm not going to pick Ty Dillon, but it seems like that's what you do right before we do these picks. I am going to take Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe, last year's winner. Okay. And I was not going to go Ty <laughs> Dillon. I almost did just let you know my pick because you already picked him this year. And yeah. so you can't pick him again. And I'm taking Corey LaJoy. Okay. He's on a hot streak right yeah. now. He's got three straight top 20s. He's headed to a short track where he has a potential to – uh, stay with these guys and have a nice top 20 run. Yeah. So hopefully get another top 20 finish and <laughs> hopefully Corey LaJoy can stretch that streak out this week. Okay. Anything else you want to touch on before we close out the show? I don't think so. All right. So then we'll go ahead and uh, close it up here. Once again, I am Cody Smith. You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. Devin, where can the people find you? On Twitter at dbrocious 13 you can find We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Uh, once again, follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, check out WeKnowFantasy.com for any kind of content you may want to see there. Tune in next week where we uh, recap Phoenix and we preview whatever is next. I think Coda. Is Coda next? I forgot to put it in the notes what the next race is. Um, oh, Atlanta. Sorry, oh, Atlanta is that. next. Atlanta before Coda. So, yes, uh, tune in next week. We recap Phoenix. We break down Atlanta, the new, well, not newly repaved, but we have one year's worth of races on the new surface. Yep. So, we will talk about that next week. And until then, we'll see you guys later. Okay, see ya.